Welcome to the third episode of Hawkins Adventures. In this episode, I'm going to take you on a walk through the Lake District, which I did recently. I'm going to review a, one piece of kit which is excellent for this time of year, and a website which is going to help you when you go up into the mountains, and my book of the week, which I'll come to at the end of the program. So, welcome to episode three of Hawkins Adventures. If you're wondering who I am, my name's Will Hawkins. I'm a former British Army officer, I've been a professional yacht crew, and I cycled down Africa with my brother. Let's get started. Here's the walk I did in the Lake District with my wife Penny recently. Hi, Penny and I are starting off for a walk around uh, or near the edge of uh, Crummock Water in May in the Lake District. We're setting off from a, a car park near Lowe's Water. It's uh, probably about six or seven miles um, uh, around the uh, side of the lake and up over here and back round again. It's uh, windy, slightly uh, cloudy day, but it's, um, it's looking good for a good dry walk, hopefully. Um, ahead of us, we can see Crummock Water now, and uh, to the uh, edge of it, to the um, south of it, is uh, Grassmoor. Um, right now, it's up in the clouds, but we're just coming down now into Lowe's Water, a little village there. What's well, a hamlet? Got a church there and a pub, the Kirk Style Inn. So uh, maybe we'll have a pint later when we finish the walk. Just gone through Lowe's Water along a track um, which is heading towards a uh, Kirkgate Farm. The right of us is a park beck and uh, uh, we're heading off now in a westerly direction towards the Crummock Water. Anyhow, I've just walked over the beck, um, over a bridge over a beck in Low Park, going towards High Park, and right ahead of us we can see Mel Brake, which is uh, 512 metres above sea level. And it's absolutely magnificent with the sunshine coming down on it. And uh, it's, uh, we're starting to get into a slightly rougher track now. And uh, getting going to get sighted of Crummock Water soon. And it's pretty windy. So uh, that's only the first uh, mile or so done. But uh, I've seen a bit of wildlife already. I think we saw a buzzard and uh, from the distance. But uh, couldn't get my binos out fast enough. So we're just... Uh, Open up now, we see Crummock Water off to our left now, it's about 50 metres away. Right ahead of us is uh, some other fells which are, just look fantastic in the sunshine now. Uh, the clouds are starting to disperse a bit, there's a fair amount of breeze still, but uh, beautiful views. There's a few other walkers around and uh, the pathway is now literally just track with a grassy track with some rocks on it. Uh, but it's pretty easy going so far, just uh, nice and level as we head up. Uh, towards the far end of uh, uh, Crummock Water. So this footpath there, it's pretty easy going, there's a few rocky bits, uh, a bit of uh, slate or shale in places, but uh, I'm beginning to regret wearing trousers now. Um, it's pretty warm and, uh, and the sun's uh, coming out on it occasionally. It's quite humid and uh, I expect I'll change my mind when we start going up because uh, obviously we're going along the lake now, by the side of the lake. And uh, as soon as we go up, I'll start getting hot and sweaty, or more so than I am now. And then uh, we get to the top, and as usual, cool off really quickly if you're not too careful. So we're uh, quite, quite warm down here by the lakeside, uh, but uh, we'll see how it goes later on. 
just to the left of us now is a small rock in the water called Ironstone and uh, just off in the distance is a, a crag called uh, Loneling Crag it's a sort of mini peninsula that sticks out into Cramock water so uh, a bit further along from that is where we turn right head up onto the, uh, the steep slope up onto the top of the fell now coming down towards Lowling Crags. It's probably about uh, 50 feet wide by 20 feet deep, something like that. But out to it is a spur made up of uh, uh, pebbles, which uh, uh, makes it uh, the island into uh, a mini peninsula. It's rather beautiful. There's some people out there having a lunch on it, looking at the views. Um, and uh, to the right of us, obviously we've got uh, the fells. And we're going a bit, bit further along now, about uh, half a kilometre. And we'll go up and follow a back up into the uh, into the uh, the steeper hills. We pass Scale Beck now, uh, which is off to our right. It's a valley or re-entrant, and it's uh, it's a possible route to go back on uh, back to the start point. But um, we've decided it's been quite easy walking so far, so we're going to push on and uh, go to the end of the uh, Crumock Water, and then uh, hang a right up there. Um, the weather's just starting to show signs of rain, so uh, hopefully we'll keep off this. It's still pretty windy, looks extremely windy at the top, but uh, uh, we'll wait and see when we get there. And uh, so we're going to add a few, a few more kilometres onto this walk. Off to the left of us now is Buttermere, so uh, that's a nice little hamlet with a couple of good pubs and a hotel, uh, one of which we ate in last night. So uh, this is where we're going to turn off right into the hills. This little valley next to the beck near Buttermere is just stunning. This incredible uh, scenery and plant life and trees across the, uh, the meadows towards Buttermere. It's absolutely beautiful. This uh, footpath by Buttermere, or Buttermere Tubbs, is rather rocky. So we're uh, picking our way along it. There's quite a few more people here because we're near a car park, which you can usually tell when you're out hiking. You're close to a half car park, you see more people. Right, it's uh, at Sour Milk Gill, it's a waterfall, and you cross over there on uh, the beck or the gill on a bridge, which is rather lovely. The waterfall is rather nice, and uh, so just past there, you then walk about 20 feet and you turn right, which we're doing now, up towards uh, through the trees, up towards a saddle which is going to be a fairly few meters ahead so literally just walking that now and it's going to be a bit hot and sweaty i think oh this is how we go this uh bridal way is uh rocky slippy not too bad but it's slippy and steep as you can probably hear from my breath it's hard going Penny some way behind me, but I'll stop and catch my, my breath, see how she's doing. But we've got quite a long way of this uphill. Blimey. Coming up to the edge of the woods now. This is meant to be a bridleway according to the map, but you'd want to ride a horse up here, don't they? So, just uh, coming to the edge of the woods, it's all opening out in front of us. So uh, there's a gate into the uh, fells, and uh, we see these uh, 
peaks looming in front of us, the tops of which are in the clouds. You can stop here, catch your breath, have some lunch and press on. And we just passed two rather nice people who were coming down and they said a bit further up there's going to be some scrambling. Sort of a, so it's looking a bit more challenging than we thought, but that should be good fun. Hi, right, we've had a spot of lunch just outside the uh, tree line and uh, now it's uh, really starting to get steep and the uh, path zigzagging up the side of the, uh, the fell and uh, rain's coming down not too heavy it's got strong drizzle rather than heavy rain but uh, yeah apparently it's quite blow at the top I met some other walkers coming down and they said they didn't want to go over the top but uh, so uh, anyway here we go climbing up here this zigzag rocky face, rocky path up the uh, side of the, the fell. Well, we've uh, just been through a uh, rainstorm which has soaked us, uh, well, trousers downwards, um, but uh, we're just approaching this uh, tarn now. So we've climbed a fair amount of distance and height since the uh, wood line, and we're just probably here in the background going next to uh, a gill or a, a river which is running off the mountain and coming up to a tarn. This is uh, like a bowl and it's bloody windy. We press on and not get cold here and then get over the top, up to Red Pike, over the saddle and then down and uh, back towards the car park. Well, that's, we've uh, come off the top of Red Pike now. That was a pretty horrendous uh, climb up there. It was a lot of uh, loose rock slippy loose rock and, and uh, shale and um, it was uh, windy at the top but, and fairly misty but it was, uh, wasn't was fun at all getting up that last bit so the steep climb up to it uh, it was misty when we got to the top and uh, a couple of minutes after we climbed down off the summit it cleared and uh, so we, if we'd stayed up that a little bit longer we'd have seen it but that's just uh, life in the hills we're now dropping down, the wind uh, is still there but the rain's cleared and uh, we're heading down now um, off the top of uh, Red Pike down into a beck and heading back towards Lowe's Water. We can see grass more often in the distance with the clouds just on the top of it, the sunshine, a beautiful scenery ahead of us. We can see uh, current water and Lowe's Water ahead of us, it's absolutely stunning and uh, we've dried out a bit after the rain shower but it's been beautiful but uh, uh, treacherous at certain points but great fun so far. We're heading down now off uh, the uh, Red Pike that's well behind us now and going down a rather rocky track which has been quite hard to walk down down towards a beck which leads down to the waterfall of Scale Force so uh, that's about half a kilometre ahead of us and uh, We've been picking our way through these rocks, which has actually been quite hard work and we slipped over a couple of times. But the weather is good. The wind has dropped. We're in the shade of the hills. Uh, it's not quite as sunny now, but um, it's uh, pretty dry and uh, warm. So we're uh, heading down towards Scale Force and the final stretch as we head back towards Low Water, Low's Water, which is uh, where our car's parked. The light is streaming down now over Lowe's water, through the trees. It looks absolutely stunning. 
we've done about uh, nine or ten miles now and um, we're just coming back towards uh, the pub uh, we're gonna have a pint and then go back to the base camp and uh, have a damn good meal and a rest been an absolutely excellent walk pretty tough at times um, weather's been uh, wet windy but uh, quite mostly dry so it hasn't been too bad but uh, it's been a wonderful walk so here we are heading back in towards Lazewater now for a pint and now for this week's kit review my kit review of the week is the Sprayway Kalmar Softshell Jacket so what problem does it solve or how does it help well it's a brilliant jacket for when it's too cold for just a base layer or when it's too warm for a fleece and a jacket so what does it do well well really the Kalmar Softshell Jacket is great at keeping the wind off in cool weather letting out sweat while keeping it at an ideal temperature it's perfect for hot hikers who need a versatile stretchy hiking jacket will keep them warm in cool spring weather what's it made from well it's made from polyester and elastane sprayway call it tech weave it's constructed with an elasticated draw cord in the hood with a wired peak to keep off the wind it's got elasticated cuffs and an elastic draw cord around the waist it's got a full length ykk zip down the front two pockets on the front and one zipped chest pocket for putting in bits and pieces like a mobile or a compass when would you use it well you'd use it in the spring and early summer you it's great for when you stop on a hike and need a thin layer to keep you warm and keep the wind off and it's great when you need a lightweight jacket to hike in all day how much does it cost well the list price is 110 pounds but you can buy it cheaper online where can you buy it well i found it from go outdoors online and they stock it for 99 pounds and you can see a link to that in the podcast notes. It's a great jacket. I've been wearing it for a couple of weeks now and I found it to be perfect at this time of year. This is recording in uh, May uh, in the UK and it's been a bit cool, a bit windy, a bit wet at times. And this jacket is extremely good for this time of year. And now for my website of the week. My website of the week is the Mountain Weather Forecast by the Met Office. It is extremely useful for when you're high up in the mountains because the weather is usually cooler and more extreme than in the valleys or lower down. And you need to know exactly what to expect so you can plan your route, equipment and clothing. The mountain weather forecast gives you more accurate forecasts for being in the mountains than you can get from national or local weather stations. So it is a vital piece of information and a great website. What does it do well? It gives you specific forecasts for all the mountains areas of Britain. Pick the specific forecast from a map on their website. That might be, for example, the Brecon Beacons, the Lake District or the Cairngorms. Click on it and you'll find a weather forecast for the top of those mountains for that day or for the next few days. So it is very useful. Would you buy it? Well, no, because it's free of charge and anyone who plans to hike in the mountains should use it before they go. You can find it at the metoffice.gov.uk website and look for the specialist forecast or look in the podcast links in the notes below. Now here's my book of the week. My book of the week is a book called Mountain Craft and Leadership by Eric Langmuir. So how does it help? Well, this is one book you'll want in your outdoor library if you want to learn how to be safe and enjoy the hills and mountains. Buy it if you need to lead people safely in the mountains by learning how to navigate, move across different types of terrain and prepare well for having fun outside of the mountains. It's an absolute Bible for, of information and help, ideas, good practice and techniques. What does it do well? Well, it's a great collection of these skills I mentioned above 
and knowledge which you need to look after yourself and others, particularly when you're in the mountains. So who'd want to buy this? Well, you buy this if you want to spend time in the mountains and if you're planning to get a mountain leader qualification. It's very, very useful for that. So this book was first published in the 1960s and now on its fourth edition. I got my particular copy when I was in the British Army in 1987 and it's a vital part of my outdoor library. How much does it cost? Well, the list price is 18.99. Where can you buy it? Well, search online and you can buy it from specialist bookshops. Look in the podcast notes and I've got a recommendation there for you. So that is Mountain Craft and Leadership by Eric Langmuir. So that's the end of episode three of Hawkins Adventures. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you want to find anything more about the details I've spoken about, the walks, the books, the kit, or anything like that, look in the podcast notes for details and links. And thank you for listening, and I hope you come back and listen to the fourth episode.